Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm your host, Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com and PodcastBath.com. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. I know you will enjoy listening in to one of the most popular interviews I had the pleasure of hosting as part of the Goddess Talk Sessions global event. I invite you to light a candle, kick your feet up, and get ready to be inspired by a woman who walks in beauty. Today, it's my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Lisa Fitzpatrick. Lisa supports high-achieving, spiritual, entrepreneurial women who would like to gain greater visibility and share their message with a wider audience. She is a specialist in sustainable business practices and loves supporting women to grow their online and offline presence. As a best-selling author and founder of Sacred Woman's Business, Lisa believes that when women tap into their feminine wisdom, the feminine shift restores balance and equality and helps to heal our troubled world. Lisa is a certified coach, experienced speaker, writer, yoga teacher, workshop facilitator, registered physiotherapist, and mama. She lives in a subtropical paradise near Byron Bay, Australia, with her two sons. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Shan. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so excited to be here. It's nice to meet you after many years of getting to know you online and sharing some of your writing and reading your book and just being, you know, admiring you from afar. Oh, isn't it miraculous that we can connect across the globe like this? And I often think of what my grandmother might have thought if she knew this was possible between, you know, women. It's amazing. It really, really is. Before our call today, I lit a candle and smudged myself and my surroundings. And I drew a goddess card for our time together. And today, Rhiannon, sorceress, came up. You are a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality. And I wonder, how does Rhiannon resonate with you? Oh, I think that's just so beautiful. I think um, with the idea of of, of sorcery, I guess it immediately brings me to that feeling um, around what it is to transform or transmute or, or alchemize one thing to another. And, I, you know, I, I think certainly there's a really big shift in the, in the plan, on the planet right now towards the coaching industry, for example, which is an area of work that I feel so passionately engaged with. And so in terms of uh, being the sorcerer or the sorceress, you know, we all have the power to move something from where it is to where it either desires to be or is meant to be, I think. And so I I love that you drew that card. That's just perfect. (laughs) Absolutely perfect. (laughs) Oh, it's been fun drawing cards for for all of the women who stepped into circle with us and uh, they've been spot on. So I'm glad that yours is too. Uh, this particular card, there's this beautiful woman uh, on the back of a, a unicorn. 
riding underneath the moonlight, and she oh, has she has a you know a crown of uh, flowers with a veil that stretches from the the back of her head all the way up to the moon. It's a it's a beautiful beautiful image, and I know with your work, alchemy is a big part of what you do, uh, both uh, yes. for your for your clients and certainly in your own life. And speaking of that life, I, I'd love for you to share a picture of what your life looks like right now, and a little bit about. Uh, well, we'll just we'll just start there. Share a picture of of where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's such a, it's such a personal question right now. I've I've recently fallen in love with a, a beautiful man. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> I can't help myself. But to say that because I've walked a very uh, solitary path um, as a single mother for, for a lot of years, uh, being in and out of partnership, but never really truly feeling met or engaged, you know, and it's been a very interesting experience because um, bringing new love into my life has has certainly lifted and given this sense of revival towards um, the masculine. And I think uh, it's really interesting how it's come about after I had a series of healing with a with a really wonderful birth healer here who worked very strongly on supporting me to recover from some birth trauma that I'd experienced when I delivered my, my sons. Um, my, my sons are now 13 and 15. And I believe there was some wounding there for me around um, being held as a mother and being, you know, being safe to, to, to walk the motherhood journey alongside a man. And it's just been a very, very interesting time for me on a personal level. But what it's done as well, Shan, is it's helped me to feel safe to open up to the community of women that I've gathered with my through my coaching business, Sacred Women's Business. I think I had had this pact with myself that I wouldn't share my personal life so much um, from from the, the the level of I wouldn't share so much about my 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 love life or my my partnerships and um and, and this experience of falling in love has been so lovely to share i bet so i bet at the yeah. same time sure yeah. yes yeah oh so. that's exciting thank you yeah it has been it's lovely for my it's lovely for my coaching clients um I'll refer back to your card that you drew, um, Rhiannon, and how she can manifest anything. Because I have to say, I could, I can, I could, and I can manifest anything in my life, and have been very good at it. But when it came to manifesting a good partner, it was the one area that I was very stuck for a long time. And so to to have fit feel now that oh my goodness I, I can master that that uh, I can actually do that too <laughs> so right it's nice to share that with coaching clients oh yeah clients would you know they would try and say can you help me with my relationship manifesting and I'd say no sorry that's one area I won't I won't go ah uh, and the thing is is with the clearing with the healing 
setting your intention and, and being on the other side of that now with a good match is uh, is such a gift and, and proof that that we can manifest anything and sometimes there's just a little bit of clearing and a little bit of work and healing that we have to do beforehand. Exactly. That's right. And sometimes we don't know what we don't know. So right. I don't think, you know, we, there, there can be something in the shadow that we're, we're not seeing and, and haven't seen. And a very skillful healer or coach will be very, you know, good at, at, at bringing, drawing that out through us. And, and, and it's not that they are, are there to, you know, tell us something we don't know, but I think with a skillful practitioner, you you really are able to um to get some incredible transformation that way with that witnessing. What teachings are guiding you on your path of feminine sovereignty? The main teachings that I'm resonating with uh, at the moment is uh, the the emergence work by Derek Vidal, which I think is very important for this feminine journey being such an internally focused one which allows us and gives us courage to look at the shadow side and look at the the you know the the moon side of our being or the the side of our of of, of us that is perhaps uh that it's a pathway i think that we can often only really see a few steps ahead of ourselves to really appreciate and understand that you know the masculine um, way of looking at the world is often very outwardly focused but with the emergence work what what is proposed with that work is that we have everything that we need within us within us and when we're looking internally and and having a deep introspective focus that enables us to activate the resources and qualities that we wish to see in the world around us at large and you know i believe that's a very a very yogic um uh understanding of how reality is created or co-created from with within us and I believe that a lot of people right now are waking up to this, you know, experience of realizing that we're not going to find answers by seeking them from gurus or outside of ourselves. We, we are actually very capable of retrieving the answers from within ourselves, whether that is through the help of, of a healer coach or another practitioner or whether it's through our own introspective practice so that type of feminine practice for me sitting in solitude and being able to dive in and see probably what perhaps sometimes feels uncomfortable to see uh that that's really that's been informing my, my outer reality a lot more as i get older i find and, and i find it's a very it's a very brave practice and uh incredibly important for all of us to embark upon it at, at some point if you know if you're not already these teachings will help you shine a light on those shadow pieces and help you integrate them and love them and really give yourself the the honor for your whole being light and dark for all of it 
uh, I know that many of the women that we've talked to in the Goddess Talk sessions and uh, women in my life outside of this series talk about those pieces of shame and guilt and those pieces of, oh, just not really liking parts of themselves or, you know, patterns or, or things that, that are often shadow-based. But with this exploration and with a better understanding, there's so much peace that comes along with those, those teachings. And it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be on, to be on the other side of, of the knowing that this integration mm -hmm. is possible. I love, I love it how you said that it also allows us the, the honor of loving those parts, you know, loving, loving what is and, and, and not uh, burying ourselves in the distraction of modern busy life because, you know, let's face it, we can distract ourselves endlessly with what's around us. And whilst, you know, technology has given us this miracle of, of you and I connecting across the planet, we're, we're still, uh, there's still that flip side of being distracted from core purpose and being distracted from one own heart and one's own own, own beingness um, and yet it, it's never been more important for us to be called into that you know that ability to sit bravely with ourselves <laughs> I I think about <laughs> some of the some of the first work that uh, that I started doing around the shadow side because I really carried a lot of lot of uh, discomfort and shame uh, around the wild one in me, the very, very yes. wild one in me that, uh, that does not want to be tamed, that does not want to fit into a domestic uh, environment that you know, we, we tease now at, the, at our household that when Wednesday comes around, by then I, I pretty much don't have any more domestic offerings that... <laughs> that everybody has to wait everybody has to wait until the next week you know and, and, and we and we we giggle about that because certainly uh well not certainly but I do I I have a beautiful home and a lovely family mm -hmm. and I enjoy caring for them very much yes. and, and but uh but I am a very sovereign uh, woman who is uh wild and who wants to be barefoot and out doing something other than planning a meal or yes. uh, whatever. So uh, so now it's become it's become a lot of fun versus feeling like ah you know, I have to do this um, or that or the other thing or whatever. And then and yes. then getting really kind of um, cranky about it. You know, not just like yes. you know. And that's not uh, that happens and it's okay. And I and I love that part of me now. And there's still the part that's much, much wilder than the, the domestic side that, that acted out in, in ways that, uh, that if I were a man, yes. w wouldn't even be, well, you know, there, you wouldn't take a second look or a, give it a second thought. And now, yes. and now to be able to integrate and understand that, that that is okay too. And I love her yes. too. Yes. And, and so anyway, uh, I won't go on anymore because this is about 
this is about you, but I thought that that was a, an important thing to bring forward in case. Oh, I love that too, Shen. <laughs> <laughs> so here's to our wild ones. I love the wild woman and I really believe that after many, many eons of the wild woman being repressed, you know, it's this new generation of women who are learning to harness, you know, that wild energy and 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 really, um, if I think of it from the yoga tradition also, Shakti, that dynamic and unpredictable life force energy is is such a huge part of our vitality and yet for women to have been conditioned to believe that there was something shameful about that um, I think we are so fortunate to be in times where it's more permissible for us to throw our shoes off and you know reject housework and <laughs> go foraging when we need to <laughs> exactly exactly and and to have to have teachers and mentors and role models who demonstrate that and who say, you know, this is a part of you and, and this is okay and you don't have to fit into this description of, of what, uh, what somebody in the patriarchy thinks a woman should be. Uh, Correct. Be, yeah. who you, be who you are. Uh, you said that your truest guidance comes from immersing yourself in stillness and listening to the small, still voice of your heart. What was your inspiration for this quote? I think uh, that that came about from a very, very chaotic and um, crisis that I faced uh, when I, I departed from a, a very... Um, you know, a, a twelve-year relationship with my the, the father of my children, and when that relationship was over, I I went almost within a split. It felt like a split second in time from being one of the most busiest, distracted human beings possible to every single thing I knew falling away. And all that was left was deafening silence. And, you know, the silence was was really frightening at the time. I, I remember thinking, I can't be alone. I can't um, allow myself to be in this silence because it's frightening. It's like a, a void. But when, when, when the ego falls away, you know, when all of that chatter and that distraction really does leave you, being left with a very small, still, quiet voice that actually comes forward and says, I love you unconditionally. You know, life is longing to love you and look after you. Why are you frightened of being alone when really the truth is, we, you know, we're never alone? Um, I, I think that was my pivotal, pivotal moment with that experience of, of stillness and from that point onwards I realized that I have been spoken to all my life by benevolence and and we are all being spoken to and guided you know by this this beautiful uh, life force energy that wants nothing but goodness and love for and beauty for us and the reassurance about that I think is uh, 
it, it's a profound reassurance that no matter what your external circumstances are, whether you are in a crisis or whether you you know are comfortable, actually those external circumstances are, are completely independent of whether you can access this wisdom. And that's what I love the most because it puts us in equality with every other being on the planet, no matter what our circumstances are. Beautiful. Beautiful. I read, I read the quote, I've read that over and over again. And I thought that is so incredibly true. I had a moment last week, I was up visiting my mom uh, for a summer holiday and uh, she lives near one of my favorite otherly power places. It's called Sturgeon Bay. And I, after conversations with her for a couple of days and, and realizing some of what she's still carrying, some of the, mm. some of the suffering that she carries into mm. her, into her later years. And it, it was such a gift, A, to be able to talk to her about it and, and to listen and to maybe give her some ideas on how she can let that go but also mm -hmm. to realize that there were some old stories that I was also ready to let go of. And I went to this otherly place and I went to, out to the sandbar and I, and I got on, you know, on my knees in the water and the water was probably just, you know, just up to my shoulders and the waves were significant, but not enough to knock me over. And I just let that water wash over me and I prayed and I, and I let go and I let go for her as well. Beautiful. And it was just so, it really was immersing myself in that stillness. And, mm. and just being surrounded by this body of water. You know, it really felt mm. like a, a cleansing, a, hearing, a, a beautiful way to be. And anybody watching from the shore would have had no idea what I was, you know, <laughs> no idea what I was doing. But... Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. What is she doing she is. sitting in the water for, you know, anyway. Uh, so I just think about that, that, yeah, if we can, if we can give ourselves that gift of stillness and allow ourselves to listen and know that, yeah, it, in the beginning, it is a bit frightening, but yes. it's, but it's okay. Yes. Yes, I, I had I, I had such a beautiful picture of, of your experience of the water and I also it also really reminded me of a a 104-year-old lady's advice um, that, you know I was asking her what her secret to long life was and she said that every day she just she sits over the edge of her bed and and she said she can't believe she's still alive you know to to see another day because she she never expected to live this long 104 I mean fancy that you know and uh and she said that she just tunes into the fact that life wants something wonderful to happen every day. Wow. And I thought that's just absolutely beautiful to think that that impulse of optimism would would carry her because she certainly was the first to confess that it wasn't her diet you know she still she took up drinking coffee at 90 and put a sugar in it <laughs> <laughs> 
she ate meat and three veg, you know, most right. of her life. And it wasn't anything to do with uh, those sort of lifestyle practices. And it was very much a mental attitude and a, yeah. a spiritual attitude that had got her there. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. How do you relate to your body, sexuality, and your divine feminine power? Mm, oh, God, what a beautiful, ju juicy question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 44 this year. I'm 44 in a few months' time. And I grew up as a very disembodied young woman. Um, I was a very intellectual, uh, too smart, you know, very smart, smart girl at school and um, buried in books, a bit of a book nerd. And I was very detached from my body and it has taken me many years to inhabit my body. And I think to, to walk that, that long distance from the head down to the heart first was the first sort of uh, part of the journey. And then from the heart to the pelvis, you know, I think that that's a frightening journey for a lot of women to go to. And I believe when we do inhabit our pelvis and we inhabit our, you know, our, our intuitive centre, which I believe really does live within our, our pelvis and our, our pelvic floor and our, our you know, our basic um, base chakra and second chakra, that we are really doing some powerful work of undoing the damage that was done to our ancestral lines of women when they were objectified for their bodies and they were, you know, they were actually really held um, in slavery right. or, or for, for being in their bodies. And, 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 you know, a lot of us are picking up on that wounding and we're, we're, we're attempting to heal that by coming back into sensuality and sexuality and, and really owning the fact that it is permissible, not just permissible, but absolutely essential for a vital um, and healthy life for us to be fully inhabiting our bodies. What a powerful journey for you. And I love how you described starting from the head to the heart and then the heart to the base chakras because it's in sometimes a very long journey. <laughs> sometimes just to get from the head to the heart. Uh, yes, you know, so yes. it's, it's true. It's so true. And now, and now that. with a, and now with a new love interest, uh, I suspect your sexuality and sensuality and the, the liberation that you feel is, uh, feels wonderful. It's inc incredible how we have being scared of our power, I think, as women. It's something like that that has shocked me a lot in my coaching practice with very women I perceive to be very powerful and very influential who admit and confess to being fearful of how intense that power really is. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, true sorcery in, in my, uh, if we refer back to the card, um, true sorcery is about learning to master the yielding of that power 
and you know as light workers we're always really uh, finding ways that we can yield our power for good and that light working energy that wants to come through to you know change something for the better it, it, it it's constantly seeking ways to express itself through us and and I think with this new relationship for me personally I hadn't realized that the relationship power that, that there's been a, a taboo around wanting to connect with another human in order to heal them or support them from an intimate relationship point of view mm-hmm. for me personally but what what I've really come into understanding in these last few months is that it's absolutely possible for us to do the work of heal of healing each other through our intimate relationships just as much as it is through our professional and through our personal and and friendship based relationships, and that it's absolutely okay for us to give ourselves permission to you know to be. Uh, able to do that I think that's just beautiful I think that's wonderful I do too I do too and the the mirror of your relationship and the uh, reflecting back of you know with permission of of what you see of of where you're at uh, being able to trust another person enough to to share those really intimate places and and some of those places yes. that we can still touch and that and that we know still need to be healed. Healed, yes. What comes up for you when you hear the phrase when you take in the thought and practice of walking in beauty? Oh, I think I that I, I've reflected on that a lot in in the um just in the preparation of 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 engage, you know, speaking to you, Shan, and connecting to you around these talks, and thinking about what beauty means to me on a on a personal level, it means uh, really appreciating the divine feminine in its physical form around me, which means putting fresh flowers in my home. Um, using essential oils that you know bring bring my senses to life and really honoring the the physical beauty of my environment but I think actually if I'm really to tune into walking in beauty when it comes to um, my place in the world I would say that true beauty comes when we as humans are brave enough to be honest about what we're here to actually be and do and and this is a sole purpose realization you know epiphany for me I guess that true beauty to me is really about someone coming into this earthly life and being exactly who they are made to be and that when when we are being who we we are made to be, we 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 are so graceful. And we are right. <laughs> We're so beautiful. Um, and to think that there's been a conditioning around not wanting to be who you're here to be, the the deep pain around that. If we can heal that in any way and, and, and give others permission to, to live on purpose, 
I just think there's no greater gift we can give each other. Mm, that's so profound to be to be witnessed, to be to give ourselves permission to explore, to uncover what our gifts are and why we are here and and to not be afraid to to share, show, shine, to walk in beauty. Yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Bring it on <laughs> <laughs> for all beings. Right. For all beings. Tell me about some of your very favorite sacred feminine self-care practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, um, my latest one might sound a little uh, strange, but it is actually swimming repetitive laps in a beautiful heated Salt, um, a saltwater pool that I have near my home and being in the repetition of the breath which I think um, you know tuning into the breath and tuning into something repetitive is a really really powerful uh, af- um, uh, sedative for the nervous system so for me that's been a practice that I I'm almost addicted to <laughs> through the winter here and um, the other thing that I've been enjoying a lot is uh, I've been uh, pract- uh, experimenting and playing with essential oils. And a friend of mine has gone into the doTERRA essential oil business. And so she's been loving me up with a few gifts of um, different oils like frankincense and rose and lavender. And they have been really bringing some life back to me Um when I, you know, if I think I'm coming down with a headache or I feel like I just need to calm down a little, um, that that sense of uh, smell, I, I, I hadn't realised, uh, I hadn't visited that, that realm of, um, of settling for a while. So that's been beautiful. I love essential oils as well and had a great experience last summer and then uh, ha- had always had uh, lavender around peppermint around and um, bergamot you know like a lemony scent around but now uh, playing with some other uh, scents and oils and uh, I have a friend who uh, sells the Utati oils Mm -hmm. and uh, they are just incredible I had a session with her where she just used all of these different I don't even know how many and I left there just feeling so good so grounded so it's just like okay you know and thankfully I was able to 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 get some samples and find out what I really love so I so I hear you there I love essential oils as well gosh believe it or not our call is already coming to a close and I want to be sure we have enough time that you can tell everybody in circle with us today about the uh, love offering the free gift that you have for them Oh, thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I have a free gift, which is part one of my book, Healing the Heart of Your Business, uh, Sustainable Success for Heart-Centered Women. And it is uh, really a, um, a guidance towards uh, supporting women to ensure and check in about whether they are actually living on purpose in in their businesses or even in their lives it can be applied to personal life as well and so uh, this particular 
section of the book is all about um, working out whether your life purpose is is you know whether you're truly in alignment with that and whether everything is working on track and if you lost track or you're just a little unsure of whether you're still in alignment uh this guide will help support you to make sure that you are back on track and uh and really living on purpose according to what your particular genius zones are thank you so much everything that you create is such high quality and i know that that this uh, part one is going to be a wonderful gift for anybody who decides to download that from our from your speaker page lisa Thank you so much for saying yes to stepping into the Goddess Talk Session Circle with me and all of our registrants. It's been a pleasure and honor talking with you. And I wonder before we hang up, uh, is there something on your mind, in your heart that you would like to leave us with today, something that we can sit with? Absolutely. I'd love to just leave everyone with that understanding that you are so loved you know life loves you so much and don't ever doubt that life's longing for you to be an expression of of beauty and divinity itself will always be you know the prevailing force in your life if you allow yourself to surrender enough to that so never forget how loved you are i think if we can all remember that we we will we, we will all be fine in these troubled times i agree and i have enjoyed our time so much today thank you again lisa such a pleasure shan it's been an honor to be here and to connect with you and uh, thank you so much for asking me Thanks for listening to the Transformation Goddess podcast. If you're interested in walking in beauty, visit TransformationGoddess.com and claim our free audio series.